Hi, my name's Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek, who kicks off all of his podcasts with burps. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they could hear it through your microphone, but I'm close enough that I wonder if they could hear your burp through my headphones through my microphone. I don't know. Let us know what you think of Chris's burp on a scale of one to ten, where that falls. Chris, how's it going? I'm sure they didn't hear it. They probably it is didn't. going. It's going good. Going going great. I thought about going to the movies tomorrow, but I'm not because I'm I'm still not a. Uh... So not trusting of of people. I don't want to be that close to people quite yet. Okay. Even though it's been two weeks since I got my uh, COVID shot, uh, got that Johnson and Johnson, and uh, only had chills for eight hours. We were and there. We away. we all remember all <laughs> me and me and all ten of us on the other side of this call. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you seem to recover pretty quickly. And uh, not to not to like say where anyone should be at various times, but we actually um, kind of braved. Uh, we went to see some friends tonight, so it's sort of a similar circumstance of like, is it time? Everybody's vaccinated, but me. So we went and hung out with some friends, and it was really nice. And the only one who could potentially suffer from it is me, I guess. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm sure. But well, you've gotten your first shot. Yeah, I got my first. So allegedly, yeah. there's a certain yeah. less yeah. less likelihood or, or something like that. I'd, something I, like that. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's good. Um, if I understand right, you had some Avatar news or oh. news news light? Uh, yes. Yeah. So they're releasing some new Avatar Funko Pops, which I'm uh, very excited about. They, they're they doing Fire Lord Ozai, Admiral Zhao. Um, they're doing two Admiral Zhao's, actually, which is like, why would you guys? <laughs> why does, why would... of all the characters... <laughs> no, I'm actually serious. Of all the characters, why would they do two Zhao's? What's the why would why would you do one Zhao in the first place? There's other characters. I mean, I guess after, all right, sure, do Zhao, but two that's that seems like a lot. Uh, well, one, this one is Commander Zhao, and this one's Admiral Zhao, and that one's <laughs> Lieutenant Zhao. I think I believe, I believe they're all uh, Admiral Zhao. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's what one is holding fire that was the um, amazon exclusive one which i'm like if i'm amazon i'm like how did we get stuck with this one um and one he's holding a koi fish the koi fish so that one i got because i'm like oh i really have the ocean not the ocean the moon spirit in zhao <laughs> get a pose, man. You know, um, i am yeah. um... I think it's because the reason that Zhao gets any love at all, and I don't think it's this episode. I think it's the next episode where they're in the fog, right? The, in the spirit, uh, in the fog. Uh, not the next one. That's like nine to episode eleven. 11 That's eleven. Yeah. Right. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. And so I was watching that, and Heather was in there at that time, and that one just by chance, it's like. Oh, and that's the guy that plays Lucius Malfoy. Oh, and that's either Vanessa or Serena Williams, or Venus or Serena Williams, <laughs> Vanessa, Venus or Serena Williams. I can't remember which. Oh, and that guy's that person. It's like just rattle them off, and they're like all in that episode. Um, although to be fair, I actually don't know if that Zhao is the same voice. I, I'm not sure. Uh, lost wandering around Zhao, that could be a different guy doing that voice. I I didn't pay attention hmm. to the credits. It's probably the same. I mean, I hope it's the same, but at the same time, like, yeah. would they really bring it back for that? I don't know. I should have just looked and found out. So that was a fun episode for Heather to be in on, and I was able to just kind of, just kind of rattle off. There's like three or four. Is it? I always it's Serena Williams. No, it's Venus. Yeah. Serena. Serena. First Venus instinct. is the older one. Serena's the goat. Stick with your instinct, Sean. It's Serena. Okay. 
so that was a uh, fun episode for Heather to pop in. So yeah, they wanted to, they're like, hey, this is Lucius Malfoy in non-Harry Potter pop form. Here you go. He needs two. Yeah. I mean, they brought back the guy who voiced um, uh, the owl spirit. Yeah. They brought him back what, for uh, uh, yeah. this, the episode after this one. Wanchi Tong. And not, Wanchi. Yeah, Wanchi Tong. He who knows a thousand things. Ten thousand things. Um, you know, in retrospect, ten thousand things doesn't seem like a lot of things to know. Yeah. It, the Ten thousand is often used, I believe, in Chinese translation to mean like infinite. Yeah, it's like, just it's like the, the, it's the big number that you... Like, yeah, I think not not like literal ten thousand things because I'm pretty sure I if every have number known... if every number is a thing I know at least a million things because I can count that high. I've only counted up to five hundred and fifty because that's how many looks it takes to get to the center of a tipsy pop. Oh, because okay. I was curious. I was I like, mean, screw this commercial, I gotta know. Somebody had to answer so. the question, and you're really just doing the world of... Not all, not all heroes wear capes, Chris. Yeah. So if you have the tongue thickness of <laughs> of a 15-year-old kid with my uh, saliva intake, it will take uh, about 550 licks to get to the center. That's good. Anyway, I wonder other... if height and weight <laughs> factors in, too. You gotta, it's the BMI scale of saliva. <laughs> Um, okay, other pops that are released because <laughs> it's a whole wave of them. Um, there is uh, Aang bidding all four elements, which looks really cool. And there is a Target exclusive of him with his eyes glowed, which is already sold out of pre-orders. So that sucks. Um, I wasn't able to get that one. But, and then there is a Ty Lee. And then there is a May, which is exclusive to Books A Million. I was able to get on their website, which it was crashing. <laughs> like right when they announced it, it was crashing. <laughs> like no one could buy anything off of that website. But I, I even, got it. I haven't heard that name. I feel like the I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> Books a million, right? Is that? Yeah. It used to have storefronts. Does it even have storefronts anymore? Or am I yeah. totally off? Yeah. Okay. They do. Um, uh, so they have, yeah, they have Tylee. Oh, Suki <laughs> is getting a pop also, so that's cool. Uh, who else? Oh, um, Hot Topic will have a Blue Spirit exclusive that should be dropping, that should be available for pre order in May. It was supposed to be available for pre order uh, when all the other ones were available for pre order, but for some reason they pushed it back to May. And I feel like I am missing one. But I can't think. I said I, had, I, I thought you were going to lead in with like I'm missing one, and that was going to be a hilarious segue. Ah, that's fun. That would have been amazing. Uh, I'm sure nobody's ever made that joke in the history of ever that he was the number one. Yeah, uh, no one, no one no has one made that. Has joke. ever made it? Where's Nick Johnson? I believe that's all of them because I bought the Oza, the Tylee, the Suki, the May, the Ang, and Zhao. Yeah, okay, so that's all of them. I'm waiting on hope hopefully I can get the blue spirit and then uh that'll be it. So that's uh yeah, that's all the news. More more avatar stuff is always good. Soon I'll need a whole devote a whole shelf to Avatar right now. It's taking up two shelves. <laughs> that's the funny thing about shelves. You call an shelf. individual layer is a shelf <laughs> and then the whole yeah. thing is a shelf. Yeah, that's weird. You just have to use your hands. That's the only way. The word shelf cannot be translated without hand motion motions. Yeah. 
It's a fun <laughs> um, fact I just made up right now. And so once I get, because I, I have like two other statues on pre-order. <laughs> things, I'll think to myself like, all right, finally, like I don't have that many stuff left of, of like items I'm waiting for that I've pre-ordered. I don't know how I've gotten to this point. I used to not be this bad. And then they released all these avatars. I'm like, bye, 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 bye. So we used to have a two dollar budget for Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and look at us now. <laughs> uh, I mean, but as you mentioned, though, even if you're not, I mean, I'm not into pops, but like, it's it it sort of signifies that the popularity and the demand is out there, and that their uh, products are being made to meet it, and that's exciting. It's only good things for, for Avatar in a in a general pop culture way. So that's great. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's blown up. I think it's. I think this second time around on Netflix has done it some uh, great, great deal of of good for the property, and I think it's only gonna blow up big from here. I uh, don't know still if I see a ton of people like one of these streaming services is gonna be the the straw that breaks the camel's back, but if if Paramount has as many of these good properties as it seems like they're going to have coming out of the gate, I don't think that Paramount Plus will be the one that breaks the camel's back. I think it will be a different one. Yeah, I'm thinking it will be a uh, Peacock. <gasps> I forgot to watch Mortal Kombat today. Oh. No, oh, well, I'm going to try to watch it after this. Watch after this? <laughs> yeah, just stay up till two. I'm, yeah. mm, I might. You want to? You want to live stream reactions to Mortal Kombat? I kind of do. Um. Because uh, I we're supposed <clears throat> to wake up early tomorrow, but I was I I hate I know Tori's I love video games I love movies I hate video game movies all of them a hundred percent Wreck It Ralph is the closest thing to a video game movie that doesn't suck uh, that's, that's a really good movie I love Wreck It Ralph um, and so I'm excited to see this Mortal Kombat because either way it's a win win like it's either terrible and I'm like see I told you. Or it's amazing, and I'm like, okay, that was an amazing movie, and then I win either way. So I'm. But it could be in the middle. Uh, well, eh, okay, that's fair. And you <laughs> and know, what, Sonic honestly, the Hedgehog will still be the best. Sonic the Hedgehog was amusing. I'm gonna call it amusing. Yeah, but that's the bar that makes that's, it the best. That's it. Yeah, that's bad. Video game movie. And people, people like the first one. I don't want to say anything bad about things that bring people joy because I want to continue to bring people joy but the first Mortal Kombat is not a good movie in comparison to the rest of video game movies it is an okay movie in comparison to Mortal Kombat Annihilation it's a masterpiece work of art but it's not a good movie but people enjoy it and I think that's great uh, hopefully this one is, is better than that I think by the by the trailers and stuff like that it looks like it's going to be better probably yeah. than almost every other video game movie we've had other than maybe your you know your sonics or you know i'm gonna lump wreck it ralph in there why not there's a wreck it ralph game and just the movie came first whatever i'll put it in there wreck it ralph is great i love that when they're in the bad guys anonymous i probably think about that scene three <laughs> times a week <laughs> just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy <laughs> I just played Street Fighter 2 a while ago. That's amazing. But okay, I'll get off my tangent now and uh, I'll watch Mortal Kombat before I go to bed, probably, because it sounds like fun. Well, we can uh, probably go fast in this episode because uh, not to prepare the lead, but I don't think yeah, it's that. You know, yeah, that's a great segue. Let's get through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <I> <laughs> this episode is called 
the guide. Um, I don't think I'm really loving the episode titles. And, and you know, and, I totally uh, forgot to read. Yeah, this is book two, spirits episode uh, chapter. Sorry, book two, uh, spirits chapter nine, the guide. Yes. And this is immediately... Oh, quick question for uh, any of our uh, viewers out there. Because I put this on Twitter. Which is your favorite way to describe a group of episodes? Is it A, season, B, book, C, arc, or D, saga? So I, for one, like... I think it was Saga that I liked most. Mm, even though it. love, Av- even though I love Avatar, love it, love how it uses book, but to me it's just like it's not a book. Okay, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but I like it better than season. But to me, Saga just says a lot. Like, oh, this is an epic saga. Like, this is the saga we're telling in this time. My mm-hmm. second favorite is Arc because there's a clear arc of story. My my third favorite. You is... would like the two pretentious ones. <laughs> <laughs> my third favorite is book, because you know uh, I just like how that is, how chapters are, and then my least favorite is season because it's it's so it doesn't make any sense. I like a season. Season and then like arc. season like season and then seasons are, are the weather. It's the okay, it's climate when, changing. At a certain not anymore. But it's the word season <laughs> used to have a purpose, right? It doesn't, it doesn't so much anymore. But a season denoting like this was the time of the year when friends that that friends the new group of friends episodes is gonna like it in a seasonal way. It made sense at once and at once upon a time, and it doesn't anymore. And I get that. I'm a simple guy. I know no one in the fictional stories I'm watching cares what the hell it's called. So season is fine with me. I like Arc next because Arc, if it's a good season that tells a singular story arc, that's my second go-to. I like the ones that are very clear. So, uh, hey, yeah, we'd love to know your vote because more people watch Chris's YouTube videos than read his Twitter. <laughs> and I think I think that's kind of sad. Chris is a great Twitter follower, uh, but we also appreciate that you watch his cha- videos on his channel. So, yeah, let us know. Uh, season, book, saga arc uh don't pick saga stop it chris cut that out get out of here love saga <laughs> like that's how dragon ball z does theirs like there's the saiyan saga then there's the namek saga then the cell saga like i don't know it was just i just like how saga like imagine if avatar used saga it'd be like the actually i do like books with avatar i wouldn't change avatar <laughs> For some reason, book I didn't know one. Where you're gonna go with this. Saga one. <laughs> that... Earth. That's not a saga. That's just a for thing. Stephen, book one, water sounds better than water saga or Earth saga. Water saga fire. sounds like that terrible Kevin Costner movie that people also like for some reason. <laughs> so I wouldn't change Avatar, but I do like saga. I remember how Chris Befford at Payless used to have a giant Waterworld poster, like one of those bus stop sized movie posters of Waterworld in his office. And one time I was like, do you really like Waterworld? And he kind of got upset at me. He's like, I don't buy posters of movies I don't like. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going to leave now. <laughs> was very, he was very upfront about his love of Waterworld. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let us know. You let us know your thoughts. 
On, on to the guide. Uh, on okay, to the guide. on to the guide. Okay, so Cora, uh, after two amazing episodes, two of the best episodes that I think there are, <laughs> uh, Cora figures out what she needs to do. She goes, so she goes and finds Tenzin, and she's like, I need to go in the spirit world so I can close the portal. And Tenzin's like, sure, I can help you out with that. Um, but he can't. He's terrible at it. He's never gone into the spirit world before. It's like one of his shortcomings of being the son of Avatar Aang. Like he can't lead the Avatar on a spiritual journey, uh, which that, this is probably one of the the best things about this episode is that it provides a little bit of context and backstory to Tenzin. Um, that thing really pays off later on in the season. I, uh, he feels like he doesn't measure up to the legacy of of Aang. It might pay off later in the season, but in the moment, it feels like it was just kind of crammed in there for like a half-assed piece of comedy. <laughs> it it comes huh, it. Okay. it it ages well. Am I thinking about that? Yeah, it ages yeah. well over time. It comes into play. Uh, but up to this point, this is like the first time where we've ever had any of these sort of uh, shortcomings notions from Tenzin, and it just feels like it was kind of stuffed in there. But uh, Yeah, and then Boomy, Boomy, which is probably like a, a comment that's more sad than funny, is like, oh, now you know how it feels to be a disappointment to dad. Like... <laughs> He says in a comedic way, but that's a sad statement. That he feels really like he's a disappointment. And Aang was yeah. probably really proud of all of them in slightly exactly. separate and varying <laughs> degrees of magnitude way. Boomy's definitely has some daddy issues, like which is good character stuff. Like that's I'm not, I'm not I don't want to, um, yeah. like going back to what I forget what episode it was, but where he's at Aang's statue and he's like having a real heart moment. It's like, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't an airbender. Like, I hope I made you proud type of deal. Like, I love that. I'm loving this stuff that they're adding on to the to these characters. Um, it does. Uh, yeah, I'll agree though. It it ages better over time, or it, it it becomes less of just something that feels like it was shoved. It's kind of it's kind of a second. It's kind of a second thought. Uh, yeah. so far, like it's like all right. Well, uh, Tenzin can't lead Korra into the spirit world but Janora is clearly very spiritual adept and she can see spirits and stuff so um is like really understand like she was able to lead the avatar into the spirit world her first time going into the spirit world which is really uh, really cool it really reminds me a lot of the Kyoshi novels how Kyoshi had trouble going into the spirit world she needed a spirit guide and everything to help her uh do it which just makes me want to read the uh, which really makes me want to get a live not live action. I mean, I would love live either either live action or animation adaption of the Kyoshi novels. I'm sorry for uh, you'll probably <laughs> do this stuff that does. If you're I've, if you're listening to the audio only version, Chris is very emotional and he's upset that there's <laughs> yeah. no live live action uh, Kyoshi novel recreations yet. He's very very disappointed. He's in tears. <laughs> Um, but uh, yes. At least it, it, some interesting comedy does it's come out Genora, of it, and it's I very so. uh, good comedy comes out of it for a minute, and it is very neat for one of his children to have like an immediate impactful role. Also, that is very exciting to me, yeah. even if Tenzin kind of handles it all like a douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Um, but I think 
so I don't want to give this this episode like too much credit. I think it does a good job of foreshad. The best thing this episode does is that it foreshadows, I think, good character moments, story moments later on. But this episode, in and of itself, I don't think it's that great. Like it's it's the story wise, it's such a in between episode that I think it actually be constricted more because we're honestly that's when it comes to the core aspect, the a plot. That's pretty much it. Like Tenzin is having trouble. He's trying all these different ways. He can't do it. He's mad at everybody. Uh, Kaya. Oh, I love that Kaya is able to recognize that Janora is is uh, is very special, adept at it. And she encourages her to speak up, which is is so in character for Kaya. Like this, this even this character trait of Kaya being able to recognize something in other people and support them, bring them out was also in the novels. Like she was the first one to realize that Asami and Korra uh, were, uh, were together and she was able to uh, help them out on that. It I think that's really nice. That she would character. be able to spot things that people were kind of holding internally. Yeah. 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 That's, that's some very subtle, good character development. That. And so, yeah, so the A plot here is Janora is just going to lead Korra into the spirit world. And to me, that, that this kind of goes on a little bit too long. Like I said before, it could be constricted probably. It could probably be cut in half, honestly. Agreed. Uh, and then the B plot is uh, worse, I think. It's, <laughs> it's Mako, uh, Mako investigating like Varric and finally putting everything together that that uh how he's doing it well he he already did that but he's he's ready to tell well he tells his Asami and Bolin <laughs> in his entire life yes his his brother who he essentially raised and his his girlfriend who they've been his was well, now girlfriend which I don't Mine, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I it's, um, yeah, I'm whatever. It's, 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 it's fine. I, I mean, like, some people like to hate on Mako, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, he's not swallowed. He broke up with Cora, like, hey, Sami's Sami's right there. <laughs> I care it's, zero it, percent, <laughs> it, and that's fine too. Um, but yeah, he he tells them, like, yeah, I think Varric's behind it, and he tells them why, gives them evidence, and they're like. Well, Bolin is, is so not caring at all about it, like to the point of annoyance to me. And Asami's kind of just like, "Are you sure?" Like, <laughs> but yeah, well, she's then, got such close ties to. I mean, she just struck up a huge business deal that like it's resurrecting yeah. your business. So yeah, to have somebody come in and turn that on its head like you don't want to believe it even if it feels true yeah oh, yeah that's true uh and then Varric, like politely not polite he pretty much politely threatens him that uh you know it's like you don't want anything to happen to Bolin, do you or asami and then uh and he uh he ends up um he ends up Framing Mako for everything. He plants bombs and, and stuff and money in his apartment. Which also makes me mad that Lynn just goes along with it. Like, like Lynn then, just believes these two 
like <laughs> terrible awful, cops. Awful. Uh, I'm forgetting I... the word. Not cop. What's the word we're looking? Detectives. Yeah, detectives. Detectives. And she just like she has to know that a they're garbage, and b that their <laughs> idea of doing an investigation is just like, oh, here it is. He must be guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they they're like. I first thought that they were on the take for for Vary because they were so, they were so terrible. Bad. And the next episode <laughs> kind of propagated how that they could be that bad. I, like it propagated the I could be idea could be real for a little while. I was in the same boat and I couldn't remember for sure. Uh, but no, it turns out they're just yeah real garbage. Which I think is humans. a so they they could have gone in a more sinister direction with. Very to me, his, his turn, right? You know, like every every good guy has a every bad guy whose turns out to be every good guy who turns out to be bad has a turn, right? They should have a turn. It's funny because I feel like both Varric and uh, Unalak both start off as like good for the protagonists, and they both end up being bad for them. But both of their neither one of their turns is like a good turn. Usually, like that turn is like mind-blowing it's like a oh my gosh how could they be how could they be the one like how could they be how could they have been plotting this whole time but for some reason it just doesn't come off at that strong unalox is underwhelming because of uh because of his role as the antagonist of the story but varics kind of fits his i don't know I, I, don't, and I, I don't and i don't know if i would have wanted him to seem more sinister like even when he's like would it would it have been when he's better? Sinister when he's like making those threats and you're trying not to laugh because he just sounds yeah exactly. <laughs> like uh, he's like, hey, watch out! You know that that coal is hot. And Mako's like, what is that threat? He's like, no, I'm going to walk on this because my foot fucking. No, the way he says it is really. God, I love. I forget who his voice actor is. I love his voice actor. It's like. No, it's yeah. just the the only person it's a threat to is this foot fungus. Or yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I forget no, 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 how he says it, but it's I think that's like the line. Whoever does that voice, I I I have a really hard time though because I love Varric as a character. I love the voice actor uh, and the weird turn. And you're still you're almost like not even sure. Like he could be like, <laughs> oh, he could still. There could be like a third twist involved here where he's secretly also a good guy, and then the fact that he actually turns out to be the bad. I don't know. There's something about it that. And- it, so they, they could have the sporadic oddness of his character, I guess. <laughs> they could have they could have gone more sinister with him, right? And, I, and I'm not saying they so, so they could have gone more sinister instead of him being, you know, if he was wacky like all the time, right? When, his, when with his business people and stuff, and then right here you peel the curtain back and he's not wacky anymore. You could they could have done that. In hindsight, after watching the whole series, I'm glad they didn't do that because it will be harder to get him to the point he's currently at in, in, in the show that he gets to. So I'm fine with him doing that in hindsight. I probably would have liked it. Well, for season two, it would have been better if he was a little bit more sinister. But for season three and four, it's good that he's he wasn't that way. In episode, he wasn't 11. some diabolical genius. <laughs> he's not. He's not that. Not even close. He's just a very <laughs> businessman to the core uh, <laughs> for better or for worse episode 11 and i'm excited i know we don't talk about that one in the next couple of weeks but episode 11 when he's in jail i i love that whole episode 11 when he's in jail and julie's in there with him 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, that's not this episode, so I'll work. We're going to give this episode exactly the amount of credit and time it deserves. So, yeah, uh, so I believe that's... Um, uh, they get a episode, frame, episode and ends... they do end up taking Mako oh, to jail. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they take Mako to jail, and it ends with Asami... Not Asami, it ends with Jinora leading Korra into the spirit world, and that's kind of how, yeah, how it ends. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly if they... I don't think they're split up in the spirit world or anything. I think Not yet. Just, I think Not they yet. just get there. They just... They just get there, yeah. I don't know if you see this very important note here. This is this is pivotal. Mako and Asami. Mako Tsunami. Uh, huh? That's their power is, couple name, Mako Tsunami? I don't know what I don't know what their name is, their ship name is. What? Uh, if it's not the Mako Mako's Tsunami or like a direct reference to his Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Has to be a direct reference <laughs> to his Yu-Gi-Oh deck, or I'm not interested. I forget what it is. Legendary Fisherman and Killer, uh, Legendary Killer Fisherman. something. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. Fisherman is garbage. I do remember Legendary Fisherman. Yeah, and in the first match, he had a different one that was. It was always so fun growing up. But say you didn't grow up with Yu-Gi-Oh, so I grew up with it. So every now and then, you know, someone gets a new card, right? And you see from the show, you're like, "Oh from my goodness, Dark Magician." You got Dark Magician, and you're like, Dark Magician takes. Dark Magician, I believe, is a seven star. There's 2,500 attack, no effects or anything. It's like <laughs> not a good card. They had it takes to work. two monsters to sacrifice for. They worked for like five years to put cards around Dark Magician to make him yes. playable <laughs> in a very specific circumstance. Uh, so you know the card when when Dark Magician, uh, he's facing the other Dark Magician guy. And then he plays it with Time Wizard. Yugi does. I love gets... that's 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 one of my top moments. Okay, so wait, is, let me let me paint the picture. Let me paint the picture. They're gonna die, Chris. Wait, let me let me paint the picture for you. So it's Joey versus Yugi, best friends versus each other. Joey's trying to win the tournament so he can get money for his sister to get eye surgery. Yugi's trying to win it to save his grandpa. This is the match they didn't want to have. Joey is about to play. It's he has this little oh, baby I dragon. Even, I was actually even thinking of the wrong episode. I'm glad you recapped. Okay, because <laughs> this is like one of my this because this is one of my favorite moments in in the show. Um, probably my the favorite moment of the show. So, so Joey's big move is to use baby dragon and use time warp to age the dragon up to I forget what the dragon's thousand called. Maybe dragon. legendary dragon. Thou- thousand, thousand, thousand dragon. Thousand dragon. To where I think it only has like twenty four hundred attack, maybe not sure. Um, it does. It's twenty four hundred attack. Wow! Why defense. do I remember that? If you <laughs> would, pl- if you would buy Yu Gi Oh on the Switch and play with me, it's like twenty okay. bucks, man. But I, but I remember that from like just straight up memory. For well, like I remember because I watched ago. I watched the anime earlier this year and I played the crap out of that game. It's like okay, great, so it's great game. his special move is to use time warp. It ages his dragon up to his peak level, and usually it ages up the the opponent's uh, monster to some decrepit mode. So Jovi's like, "Hey, Yug, not for nothing, but it was a good game." I don't know if he says that, but that just sounds like something <laughs> a New York not person. Not for nothing. Say. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. You and then like Joey has tear because he's he's about to like kill Yugi, right? And Yugi's got and, his like deep Yami Yugi voice on. He's like, "You're right. Yeah. It was a good game. Yeah, you're right. What? It was a good game. But don't you know that with great age, also comes great wisdom? 
instead of a dark magician, he's now a dark sage. And then like he's dark magician's now like older, got this huge Merlin like beard. He's even stronger than before. And then he beats the thousand dragon. Great that, moment. That card exists, Dark Sage. It has to be one of the most complicated cards to play. It's not just Time Wizard plus Dark Magician. There's more criteria oh, to it. I don't remember exactly what it is. It's one of the most complicated text cards I have ever seen. It's pretty wild. We get bored later. Give it a Google. Dark Sage. It's a card that is in the game, oddly enough. Good episode. Better episode than this one. That's probably harsh, but... Just make it a point here. Make going, just make going a point. Um, I do it, think it's a better episode. But anyway, this episode. Uh, yeah, this one, yeah. yeah, this one's done. Let's go to the ratings. Yeah. Let's go to the ratings. Here. Okay. So, audio, 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 visual. Gave it a six and a half. So, this is the last episode that was done by Studio Periot, Periot, whatever it's called. And it shows, I, I, so many things, random moments in this episode just bugged me with the animation because it was just very static. Like they were just very still to where like heads aren't moving, but mouths are moving. And that just annoyed me. And Cora's face is like more obtuse than normal. And there was nothing else that stood out in the animation. So I gave it a six and a half. Um, but I'm really glad to see that they went away. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they had a lot. This is the absolute last episode done by Studio Pero, per, whatever. <laughs> uh, Studio Mir. Get the rest of them. And, he, and Studio Pero did not do Beginnings Part 1 and 2. They did not do a couple other episodes. Like, they were going to go with Studio Pero. Perio. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, people. Uh, Parrot. I'm going to say Parrot. Studio Parrot. Studio Parrot, yeah. Like, for the whole season and onward. But they had so many issues. Like, they had to, like, get favors from Studio Mir. Um, it's really interesting. Like, Studio Mir really wouldn't be where they were where they're at now like they're a, a pretty great studio that um that a lot of people go to to get anime like shows now um they recently did this one show that i watched i really liked called dota do you know dota dota d-o-t-a it's a video it's based video on a video game. game yeah i yeah. mean i'm familiar with the video game i didn't know it was okay. a, i don't really um, play mmo they just, RPGs, but okay they just uh came out with anime that came out probably like two weeks ago on netflix it was good, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I can't so Studio Mirror did that. I can't even think of what it stands for, and I just know it's an MMORPG, so I've never, never dabbled. But okay. What, what does it stand for? I know I should know this. Did, I don't know. Probably dragons. There's a bunch of dragons Drag, in it. Dragons oh, and I really of, like of the. No, uh, that's not it. Yes. All right. Well, well tell us sounds... what Dota stands for, and tell us we're dumb. I'm supposed to be a game guy. I should know this, but, but you should. You would like. There's a lot of great dragons. If there's it. dragons, like, I'm in. Sign me up. Like, I don't know what's up with Netflix, but they have this weird thing with shows with dragons. So like they have the Dragon Prince, they have this, and <laughs> they're trying uh, to Dota, convince me to pay for then, their services, Chris. They're like, if we put enough dragons a, on here, Sean... they have another animated show with dragons in it. I forget what it's called, but it's like they can't make up their mind on which. I feel like they're kind of eating each other up think a little fairy bit. Fairy Tales but... got some dragons, and that's on there. I think Seven Deadly Sin maybe has some dragons. Yeah. Uh, dragons all over the place. Anyway, story seven. I only like the stuff with the family, and it could have been shortened. So seven, uh, memorable. Gave it a six and a half because I don't really care for this. I I could skip this episode. Yes, I could skip this episode. So six point eight. 
Uh, and just keep in mind, 6.8 out of 10, hey, that sounds really bad, and we're bashing on it, but, like, I mean, that's that's a passing grade. Wait, that's a passing grade. It's close to a passing grade. Um, I thought I hated it more than you would hate it, uh, but I was a little softer on it, ultimately, but we were pretty close in things. Audio visuals, I liked seeing the spirit world stuff. Um, I'm I'm ignorant to a lot of animation state things and whatnot a lot of the times, but I liked uh, seeing the spirit world, but nothing else really stood out, and it's very repetitive. Uh, there wasn't a lot of interesting distinctions or anything like that in music or, or art style. Uh, story six and a half. I, I'm really sad that Tenzin kind of act like a douchebag and there was some things that kind of carried on longer than they should. And I don't know. I was unenthused. And then memorable. I probably, after the fact, if I could, I would take this down a few more notches because I can't remember much about this episode other than I, I remember the B plot better uh but just because of like personal investment in varic being kind of funny to me so uh that came out to a 6.8 and again oh. I, was a little, I was a little surprised i thought that i thought for sure that i hated it more than you would but uh that, whatever <laughs> apparently it's the same 6.8 yeah we'll take it absolutely um so again i know that we're bashing on it and it's bad relative to legend of Korra, but like if you're watching through all of legend of Korra and you can skip it but it's one of those, like, I'm never going to advise people to skip it. Just whatever. Let it play. And really, it. all you got to know is that... <laughs> yeah, all you got to know is that Janora leads Goran to the spirit world and Mako gets framed. I guess there's a big difference in my mind of, like, you know, most of these episodes, like, you have to watch and we want you to watch. But there's still a big expanse in there of, like, just harmless, kind of pointless, maybe not good... Yeah. Uh, but but still very. If harmless. you're rewatching, if you're rewatching, it's a very skippable episode. Yeah, if you're trying to get through it in a hurry and you're trying to binge, yeah. you can pop. So uh, I'm gonna throw it in the harmless category, uh, personally. But um, that's book two, spirits, uh, chapter nine, the guide. Pretty minimalist, unless you like Tenzin act like a ten year old. Uh, that's about all I got. Unless the B plot is more interesting, but it's not. It's not well done. It just, to me, it's slightly more entertaining, or at least a little more happens. So, uh, but hey, there's better days ahead. I should know because I literally just typed in our ratings. Uh, so I should know. I'm pretty confident there's there's better days ahead. Come check out next week's episode. I think it gets more entertaining very quickly. Very quickly, actually. The rest of the season ramps up nicely, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Chris, final thoughts on on the guide. Or the no. pops, or the difference between seasons and sagas and arcs. Very excited for the pops. Saga's great. Episodes. <laughs> Whatever. Saga. Saga Frontier. Squaresoft. Originally, wait, I already screwed it up. I already lost it. Because it would have been Enix, Akira Toriyama, Dragon Ball Z. But it wasn't. It was Square. But it's Square Enix now, but it was Square originally. Hey, Saga Frontier's on the Switch. That's a fun game. Go play it. That's my random plug for the day. It's good stuff. Uh, okay. Hey, with that being said, we'll get out of here. We've got another more interesting episode next week that we're going to record immediately after this and then apparently watching Mortal Kombat. And so <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching Avatar The Last Podcasters. I'm Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. We are on Twitter and YouTube at last underscore podcasters and Facebook.com slash Avatar The Last Podcasters. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next time.
Hi, my name's Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek, who kicks off all of his podcasts with burps. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they could hear it through your microphone, but I'm close enough that I wonder if they could hear your burp through my headphones through my microphone. I don't know. Let us know what you think of Chris's burp on a scale of one to ten, where that falls. Chris, how's it going? I'm sure they didn't hear it. They probably it is didn't. going. It's going good. Going going great. I thought about going to the movies tomorrow, but I'm not because I'm I'm still not a. Uh... So not trusting of of people. I don't want to be that close to people quite yet. Okay. Even though it's been two weeks since I got my uh, COVID shot, uh, got that Johnson and Johnson, and uh, only had chills for eight hours. We were and there. We away. we all remember all <laughs> me and me and all ten of us on the other side of this call. But <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you seem to recover pretty quickly. And uh, not to not to like say where anyone should be at various times, but we actually um, kind of braved. Uh, we went to see some friends tonight, so it's sort of a similar circumstance of like, is it time? Everybody's vaccinated, but me. So we went and hung out with some friends, and it was really nice. And the only one who could potentially suffer from it is me, I guess. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm sure. But well, you've gotten your first shot. Yeah, I got my first. So allegedly, yeah. there's a certain yeah. less yeah. less likelihood or, or something like that. I'd, something I, like that. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's good. Um, if I understand right, you had some Avatar news or oh. news news light? Uh, yes. Yeah. So they're releasing some new Avatar Funko Pops, which I'm uh, very excited about. They, they're they doing Fire Lord Ozai, Admiral Zhao. Um, they're doing two Admiral Zhao's, actually, which is like, why would you guys? <laughs> why does, why of all the characters... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're... I'm actually serious. Of all the characters, why would they do two Zhao's? What's the why would why would you do one Zhao in the first place? There's other characters. I mean, I guess after, all right. sure, do Zhao, but two that's that seems like a lot. Uh, well, one, this one he's... is Commander Zhao, and this one's Admiral Zhao, <laughs> and that one's Lieutenant Zhao. I think I believe I believe they're all uh, Admiral Zhao. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's what one is holding fire that was the uh, amazon exclusive one which i'm like if i'm amazon i'm like how did we get stuck with this one um and one he's holding a koi fish the koi fish so that one i got because i'm like oh i really have the ocean not the ocean the moon spirit in zhao <laughs> get a pose, man. You know, um, i am yeah. um... I think it's because the reason that Zhao gets any love at all, and I don't think it's this episode. I think it's the next episode where they're in the fog, right? The, in the spirit, uh, in the fog. Uh, not the next one. That's like nine to episode eleven. 11. That's eleven. Yeah. Right. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. And so I was watching that, and Heather was in there at that time, and that one just by chance, it's like, oh, and that's the guy that plays Lucius Malfoy. Oh, and that's either Vanessa or Serena Williams, or Venus or Serena Williams, <laughs> Vanessa. Venus or Serena Williams, I can't remember which. Oh, and that guy's that person. It's like, just rattle them off. And they're like all in that episode. Um, although, to be fair, I actually don't know if that Zhao is the same voice. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Lost Wandering Around Zhao, that could be a different guy doing that voice. I, I didn't pay attention hmm. to the credits. It's probably the same. I mean, I hope it's the same, but at the same time, like, yeah. would they really bring him back for that? I don't know. I should have just looked and found out. So that was a fun episode for Heather to be in on, and I was able to just kind of just kind of rattle off there's like three or four is it i always it's serena williams no it's venus yeah. serena serena First venus instinct. is the older one serena's the goat stick with your instinct sean it's serena okay 
Uh, so that was a uh, fun episode for Heather to pop in. So yeah, they wanted to, they're like, hey, this is Lucius Malfoy in non-Harry Potter pop form. Here you go. He needs two. Yeah. I mean, they brought back the guy who voiced um, uh, the owl spirit. Yeah. They brought him back one, for uh, uh, yeah. this, the episode after this one. Wanchi Tong. And not, Wanchi. Yeah, Wanchi Tong. He who knows a thousand things. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand things. Um, you know, in retrospect, 10,000 things doesn't seem like a lot of things to know. Yeah, it, the 10,000 is often used, I believe, in Chinese translation to mean, like, infinite. Yeah, it's like, just it's like, the, the, it's the big number that you... Like, yeah, I think, not, not like literal 10,000 things, because I'm pretty sure I if every have number, If every number is a thing, I know at least a million things, because I can count that high. <laughs> I've only counted up to 550 because that's how many looks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Oh. Because okay. I was curious. I was I like, mean, screw this commercial. I got to know. Somebody had to answer so. the question. And you're really just doing the world of not all, not all heroes wear capes, Chris. Yeah. So if you have the tongue thickness of, <laughs> of a 15-year-old kid, with my uh, saliva intake, it will take uh, about 550 licks to get to the center. That's good. You no know, wonder other... <laughs> height and weight factors in, too. You gotta, it's the BMI scale of saliva. <laughs> um, okay, other pops that are released. Because <laughs> it's a whole wave of them. Um, there is uh, Aang bending all four elements, which looks really cool. And there is a Target exclusive of him with his eyes glowed, which is already sold out of pre-orders. So that sucks. Um, I wasn't able to get that one. But, and then there is a Ty Lee, and then there's a May, which is exclusive to Books A Million. I was able to get on their website, which it was crashing. <laughs> like, right when they announced it, it was crashing. <laughs> like, no one could buy anything off of that website, but I, I even, got it. I haven't heard that name. I feel like the, I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> Books a million, right? Is that yeah. it used to have storefronts? Does it even have storefronts anymore? Or am I yeah. totally off? Yeah. Okay. They do. Good. Um uh, so they have, have Tyler. Oh, Suki <coughs> is getting a pop also, so that's cool. Uh who else? Oh. Um Hot Topic will have a Blue Spirit exclusive that should be dropping that should be available for pre order in May. It was supposed to be available for pre order. Uh, when all the other ones were available for pre-order, but for some reason they pushed it back to May. And I feel like I am missing one, but I can't think. I said I had. I, I thought you were going to lead in with like I'm missing one, and that was going to be a hilarious segue. Ah, that's fun. That would have been amazing. Uh, I'm sure nobody's ever made that joke in the history <laughs> of ever that he was the number one. Yeah, uh, no one, no one no has one made that has joke. ever made it. Where's Nick Johnson? I believe that's all of them because I bought the Ozai, the Ty Lee, the Suki, the Mei, the Aang, and Zhao. Yeah, okay. So that's all of them. Because I'm waiting on, hopefully I can get the Blue Spirit and then uh, that'll be it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's all the news. More more Avatar stuff is always good. Soon I'll need a whole, devote a whole shelf to Avatar right now. It's taking up two shelves <laughs> that's the funny thing about shelves you call an shelf. individual layer is a shelf and then the whole yeah. thing is a shelf yeah that's weird you just have to use your hands that's the only way the word shelf cannot be translated without hand motion motions yeah 
It's a funny <laughs> um, fact I just made up right now. And so once I get, because I, I have like two other statues on pre-order. <laughs> I will think to myself like, all right, finally, like I don't have that many stuff left of, of like items I'm waiting for that I've pre-ordered. I don't know how I've gotten to this point. I used to not be this bad. And then they released all these out and I'm like, bye, 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 bye. So we used to have a $2 budget for Yu-Gi-Oh cards and look at us now. <laughs> uh, I mean, but as you mentioned though, even if you're not, I mean, I'm not into pops, but like it's, it, it sort of signifies that the popularity and the demand is out there and that their uh, products are being made to meet it. And that's exciting. It's only good things for, for Avatar in a, in a general pop culture way. So that's great. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's blown up. I think it's. I think this second time around on Netflix has done it some uh, great, great deal of, of good for the property, and I think it's only gonna blow up big from here. I uh, don't know still if I see a ton of people like one of these streaming services gonna be the the straw that breaks the camel's back, but if if Paramount has as many of these good properties as it seems like they're going to have coming out of the gate, I don't think that Paramount Plus will be the one that breaks the camel's back. I think it will be a different one. Yeah, I'm thinking it will be a uh, Peacock. <gasps> I forgot to watch Mortal Kombat today. Oh. Oh, well, I'm going to try to watch it after this. Watch <laughs> yeah, just stay up till two. I'm, yeah, I might. You want to? You want to live stream reactions to Mortal Kombat? I kind of do. Um. Because uh, I we're supposed <clears throat> to wake up early tomorrow, but I was I I hate I know Tori's I love video games I love movies I hate video game movies all of them hundred percent Wreck It Ralph is the closest thing to a video game movie that doesn't suck uh, that's, that's a really good movie I love Wreck It Ralph um, and so I'm excited to see this Mortal Kombat because either way it's a win win like it's either terrible and I'm like see I told you. Or it's amazing, and I'm like, okay, that was an amazing movie, and then I win either way. So I'm. But it could be in the middle. Uh, well, eh, okay, that's fair. And you <laughs> and know, what? Sonic Honestly, the Hedgehog will still be the best. Sonic the Hedgehog was amusing. I'm gonna call it amusing. Yeah, but that's the bar that makes that's, it the best. That's it. Yeah, that's bad. Video game movie. And people, people like the first one. I don't want to say anything bad about things that bring people joy because I want to continue to bring people joy but the first Mortal Kombat is not a good movie in comparison to the rest of video game movies it is an okay movie in comparison to Mortal Kombat Annihilation it's a masterpiece work of art but it's not a good movie but people enjoy it and I think that's great uh, hopefully this one is, is better than that I think by the by the trailers and stuff like that it looks like it's going to be better probably yeah. than almost every other video game movie we've had other than maybe your you know your sonics or you know i'm gonna lump wreck it ralph in there why not there's a wreck it ralph game and just the movie came first whatever i'll put it in there wreck it ralph is great i love that when they're in the bad guys anonymous i probably think about that scene three <laughs> times a week <laughs> just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy <laughs> I just played Street Fighter 2 a while ago. That's amazing. But okay, I'll get off my tangent now and uh, I'll watch Mortal Kombat before I go to bed, probably, because it sounds like fun. Well, we can uh, probably go fast in this episode because uh, not to bear the lead, but I don't think yeah, it's that. You know, yeah, that's a great segue. Let's get through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <I> <laughs> this episode is called 
the guide. Um, I don't think I'm really loving the episode titles. And, and you know, and, I totally uh, forgot to read. Yeah, this is book two spirits episode uh, chapter. Sorry, book two uh, spirits chapter nine. The guide. Yes. And this is immediately... oh, quick question for uh, any of our uh, viewers out there, because I put this on Twitter. Which is your favorite favorite way to describe a group of episodes? Is it a season, B book, C arc, or D saga? So I, for one, like. I think it was Saga that I liked most. Mm, even though it. love, Av- even though I love Avatar, love it, love how it uses book, but to me it's just like it's not a book. Okay, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but I like it better than season. But to me, Saga just says a lot. Like, oh, this is an epic saga. Like, this is the saga we're telling in this time. My second mm-hmm. favorite is Arc because there's a clear arc of story. My third favorite you is... You would like the two pretentious ones. <laughs> <laughs> My third favorite is book, because, you know, uh, I just like how that is, how chapters are. And then my least favorite is season, because it's it's so... It doesn't make any sense. I like a season, season? and like season, like season and then Seasons are, are the weather. It's the okay, it's but climate when, changing. At a certain... Not anymore... But it's the word season <laughs> used to have a purpose, right? It doesn't, it doesn't so much anymore. But a season denoting like this was the time of the year when friends that that friends the new group of friends episodes is gonna like it in a seasonal way. It made sense at once and at once upon a time, and it doesn't anymore. And I get that. I'm a simple guy. I know no one in the fictional stories I'm watching cares what the hell it's called. So season is fine with me. I like Ark next because Ark, if it's a good season that tells a singular story arc, that's my second go-to. I like the ones that are very clear. So, uh, hey, yeah, we'd love to know your vote because more people watch Chris's YouTube videos than read his Twitter. <laughs> and I think I think that's kind of sad. Chris is a great Twitter follower, uh, but we also appreciate that you watch his cha- videos on his channel. So, yeah, let us know. Uh, season, book, saga arc uh don't pick saga stop it chris cut that out get out of here love saga <laughs> like because that's how dragon ball z does theirs like there's the saiyan saga then there's the namek saga then the cell saga like oh no, it was just i just like how saga like imagine if avatar used saga it'd be like Actually, I do like books with Avatar. I wouldn't change Avatar. <laughs> for some reason, book I didn't know one. Where you're gonna go with saga one. <laughs> Earth. That's not a saga. That's just a for thing. Se- for se- even book one, water sounds better than water saga or Earth saga. Water saga, saga sounds like that terrible Kevin Costner movie that people also like for some reason. <laughs> so I wouldn't change Avatar, but I do like saga. I remember how Chris Befford at Payless used to have a giant Waterworld poster, like one of those bus stop sized movie posters of Waterworld in his office. And one time I was like, do you really like Waterworld? And he kind of got upset at me. He's like, I don't buy posters of movies I don't like. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going to leave now. <laughs> he, was very, he was very upfront about his love of Waterworld. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let us know. You let us know your thoughts. 
on, on to uh, the guide. On okay, on to the guide. Okay, so Cora, uh, after two amazing episodes, two of the best episodes that I think there are, uh, Cora figures out what she needs to do. She goes, she goes and finds Tenzin, and she's like, I need to go in the spirit world so I can close the portal. And Tenzin's like, sure, I can help you out with that. Um, but he can't. He's terrible at it. He's never gone into the spirit world before. It's like one of his shortcomings of being the son of Avatar Aang. Like he can't lead the Avatar on a spiritual journey. Uh, which that, this is probably one of the, the best things about this episode is that it provides a little bit of context and backstory to Tenzin. Um, that thing really pays off later on in the season. I, uh, he feels like he doesn't measure up to the legacy of, of Aang. It might pay off later in the season, but in the moment, it feels like it was just kind of crammed in there for like a half-assed piece of comedy. It it comes huh, it, okay. it it ages well. Am I thinking about that? Yeah, it ages okay. well over time. It comes into play, uh, but up to this point, this is like the first time where we've ever had any of these sort of uh, shortcomings notions from Tenzin, and it just feels like it was kind of stuffed in there. But uh, yeah, and then Boomy Boomy, which is probably like a a comment that's more sad than funny is like, oh, now you know how it feels to be a disappointment to dad. Like, <laughs> he says in a comedic way, but that's a sad statement. That he feels really like he's a disappointment. Thing. And Aang was yeah. probably really proud of all of them in slightly exactly. separate and varying <laughs> degrees of magnitude way. Boomy's definitely has some daddy issues, like, which is good character stuff. Like, that's I'm not, I'm not I don't want to. Um, yeah. Like going back to what I forget what episode it was, but where he's at Aang's statue and he's like having a real heart moment. It's like, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't an airbender. Like, I hope I made you proud type of deal. Like, I love that. I'm loving this stuff that they're adding on to the to these characters. Um, it uh, yeah, I'll agree though. It it ages better over time, or it it, it becomes less of just something that feels like it was. Shift. It's kind of it's kind of a second, it's kind of a second thought, uh, yeah. so far. Like it's like all right, well, uh, Tenzin can't lead Korra into the spirit world, but Janora is clearly very spiritual adept, mm-hmm. and she can see spirits and stuff. So um, Janora is like really understand. Like she was able to lead the Avatar into the spirit world her first time going into the spirit world, which is really. Uh, really cool. It really reminds me a lot of the Kyoshi novels, how Kyoshi had trouble going into the spirit world. She needed a spirit guide and everything to help her uh, do it. Which just makes me want to read a... Uh, which really makes me want to get a live... Not live action. I mean, I would love live... Either, either live action or animation adaption of the Kyoshi novels. I'm sorry for... Uh, you'll probably <laughs> do this stuff that if you're I'm, if you're listening to the audio only version, Chris is very emotional and he's upset that there's <laughs> yeah. no live live action uh, Kyoshi novel recreations yet. He's very very disappointed. He's in tears. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, at least it, it, some interesting comedy does come out Genora, of it, and it's I very. Uh, good comedy comes out of it for a minute and it is very neat for one of his children to have like an immediate impactful role also that is very exciting to me even if Tenzin kind of handles it all like a (laughs) douchebag yeah he does Um, but I think 
so I don't want to give this this episode like too much credit. I think it does a good job of foreshadowing. The best thing this episode does is that it foreshadows, I think, good character moments, story moments later on. But this episode, in and of itself, I don't think it's that great. Like it's it's the story wise, it's such a in between episode that I think it actually be constricted more because we're honestly that's when it comes to the core aspect, the a plot. That's pretty much it. Like Tenzin is having trouble. He's trying all these different ways. He can't do it. He's mad at everybody. Uh, Kaya. Oh, I love that Kaya is able to recognize that Janora is is uh, is very special, adept at it. And she encourages her to speak up, which is is so in character for Kaya. Like this, even this character trait of Kaya being able to recognize something in other people and support them, bring them out was also in the novels. Like she was the first one to realize that Asami and Korra uh, were, uh, were together and she was able to uh, help them out on that. It I think that's really nice. That she would character. be able to spot things that people were kind of holding internally. Yeah. 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 That's, that's some very subtle, good character development. That. And so, yeah, so the A plot here is Janora is just going to lead Korra into the spirit world. And to me, that, that this kind of goes on a little bit too long. Like I said before, it could be constricted probably. It could probably be cut in half, honestly. Agreed. Uh, and then the B plot is uh, worse, I think. It's, <laughs> it's Mako, uh, Mako investigating like Varric and finally putting everything together that that uh how he's doing it well he he already did that but he's he's ready to tell well he tells his two Asami and Bolin <laughs> in his entire life yes his his brother who he essentially raised and his his girlfriend who they've been his well his now girlfriend which I don't Mine, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I it's, um, parts yeah, I'm it. whatever. It's, 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 it's fine. I, I mean, like, some people like to hate on Mako, and I'm like, I don't, you know, he's not his fault. He broke up with Cora, like, yeah, yeah. Sami's, Sami's right there. <laughs> I care it's, zero it, percent, <laughs> it, and that's fine too. Um, but yeah, he he tells them, like, yeah, I think Varric's behind it, and he tells them why, gives them evidence, and they're like. Well, Bolin is, is so not caring at all about it, like to the point of annoyance to me. And Asami's kind of just like, "Are you sure?" Like, <laughs> but well, she's then, got such close ties to. I mean, she just struck up a huge business deal that like it's resurrecting yeah. your business. So yeah, to have somebody come in and turn that on its head, like you don't want to believe it, even if it feels true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then Varric, like politely, not polite, he pretty much politely threatens him that uh, you know, it's like you don't want anything to happen to Bolin, do you? Or Asami, and uh, and he uh, he ends up um, he ends up framing Mako for everything. He plants bombs and, and stuff and money in his apartment. Which also makes me mad that Lynn just goes along with it. Like, like Lynn then, just believes these two 
like <laughs> terrible awful, cops. Awful. Uh, I'm forgetting I... the word. Not cop. What's the word we're looking? Detectives. Yeah, detectives. Detectives. And she just like she has to know that a they're garbage, and b that their <laughs> idea of doing an investigation is just like, oh, here it is. He must be guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they they're like. I first thought that they were on the take for for Vera because they were so, they were so terrible. Bad. And the next episode <laughs> kind of propagated how that they could be that bad. I, like it propagated the I could be idea could be real for a little while. I was in the same boat and I couldn't remember for sure. Uh, but no, it turns out they're just yeah real garbage. Which I think is humans. a so they they could have gone in a more sinister direction with. Very to me, his, his turn, right? You know, like every every good guy has a every bad guy who turns out to be every good guy who turns out to be bad has a turn, right? They should have a turn. I'm just because I feel like both Varric and uh, Unalak both start off as like good for the protagonists, and they both end up being bad for them. But both of their neither one of their turns is like a good turn. Usually, like that turn is like mind-blowing it's like a oh my gosh how could they be how could they be the one like how could they be how could they have been plotting this whole time but for some reason it just doesn't come off at that strong unalox is underwhelming because of uh because of his role as the antagonist of the story but varics kind of fits his i don't know I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't and i don't know if i would have wanted him to seem more sinister like even when he's like but it would have been when he's better. Sinister when he's like making those threats and you're trying not to laugh because he just sounds yeah exactly. <laughs> like uh, he's like, hey, watch out! You know that that coal is hot. And Mako's like, what is that threat? He's like, no, foot I'm going to walk on this because my foot fuck is. What is it? Now, the way he says it is really. God, I love. I forget who his voice actor is. I love his voice actor. It's like. No, it's yeah. just the the only person it's a threat to is this foot fungus. Or yeah, like, exactly. I yeah, no, 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 how no, he says it, but it's I think that's like the line. Whoever does that voice, I I I have a really hard time though because I love Varric as a character. I love the voice actor uh, and the weird turn. And you're still you're almost like not even sure. Like he could be like, <laughs> oh, he could still. There could be like a third twist involved here where he's secretly also a good guy, and then the fact that he actually turns out to be the bad. I don't know. There's something about it that. And- it, so they, they could have the sporadic oddness of his character, I guess. <laughs> they could have they could have gone more sinister with him, right? And, I, and I'm not saying they so, so they could have gone more sinister instead of him being, you know, if he was wacky like all the time, right? When, his, when with his business people and stuff, and then right here you peel the curtain back and he's not wacky anymore. You could they could have done that. In hindsight, after watching the whole series, I'm glad they didn't do that because it will be harder to get him to the point he's currently at in, in, in the show that he gets to. So I'm fine with him doing that in hindsight. I probably would have liked it. Well, for season two, it would have been better if he was a little bit more sinister. But for season three and four, it's good that he's he wasn't that way. In episode, he wasn't 11. some diabolical genius. <laughs> he's not. He's not that. Not even close. He's just a very <laughs> businessman to the core uh, <laughs> for better or for worse episode 11 and i'm excited i know we don't talk about that one in the next couple of weeks but episode 11 when he's in jail i i love that whole episode 11 when he's in jail and julie's in there with him 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, that's not this episode, so I'll work. We're going to give this episode exactly the amount of credit and time it deserves. So, yeah, uh, so I believe that's... Um, uh, they get episode, a frame and ends... they do end up taking Mako oh, to jail. Yeah. Yes, yes. So they take Mako to jail. It ends with Asami... Not Asami. It ends with Jinora leading Korra into the spirit world. And that's kind of how, yeah, how it ends. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly if they... I don't think they're split up in the spirit world or anything. I think Not yet. Just, I think Not they yet. just get there. They just... They just get there, yeah. I don't know if you see this very important note here. This is this is pivotal. Mako and Asami. Mako Tsunami. Uh, huh? That's their power is, couple name, Mako Tsunami? I don't know what I don't know what their name is, their ship name is. Well, uh, if it's not the Mako Tsunami or like a direct reference to his Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Has to be a direct reference <laughs> to his Yu-Gi-Oh deck, or I'm not interested. I forget what it is. Legendary Fisherman and Killer, uh, <laughs> Killer something. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. Fisherman is garbage. I do remember Legendary Fisherman. Yeah, and in the first match, he had a different one that was. It was always so fun growing up. But say you didn't grow up with Yu-Gi-Oh, so I grew up with it. So every now and then, you know, someone gets a new card, right? And you see from the show, you're like, "Oh from my goodness, Dark Magician." Yeah, Dark Magician. Then you're like, Dark Magician takes. Dark Magician, I believe, is a seven star. There's 2,500 attack. No effects or anything. It's like, <laughs> not a good card. They had it takes to two monsters to sacrifice for. They worked for like five years to put cards around Dark Magician to make him yes. playable <laughs> in a very specific circumstance. Uh, so you know the card when, when Dark Magician, uh, he's facing the other Dark Magician guy. And then he plays it with Time Wizard. Yugi does. I love that's 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 one of my top moments. Okay, so let me let me paint the picture. Let me paint the picture. They're gonna die, Chris. Wait, let me let me paint the picture for you. So it's Joey versus Yugi, best friends versus each other. Joey's trying to win the tournament so he can get money for his sister to get eye surgery. Yugi's trying to win it to save his grandpa. This is the match they didn't want to have. Joey is about to play. It's he has this little oh, baby I dragon. Even, I was actually even thinking of the wrong episode. I'm glad you recapped. Okay, because <laughs> this is like one of my this because this is one of my favorite moments in in the show. Um, probably my the favorite moment of the show. So Joey's big move is to use baby dragon and use time warp to age the dragon up to I forget what the dragon's thousand called. Maybe dragon. legendary dragon. Th- thousand, thousand, thousand dragon. Thousand dragon. To where I think it only has like twenty four hundred attack, maybe not sure. Um, it does. It's twenty four hundred attack. Wow! Why defense. do I remember that? If you <laughs> would, pl- if you would buy Yu Gi Oh on the Switch and play with me, it's like twenty <laughs> okay. bucks, man. But I, but I remember that from like just straight up memory. From well, I remember because I watched ago. I watched the anime earlier this year and I played the crap out of that game. It's like okay, so his special move is to use time warp. It ages his dragon up to his peak level, and usually it ages up the the opponent's uh, monster to some decrepit mode. So Jovi's like, "Hey, Yug, not for nothing, but it was a good game." I don't know if he says that, but that just sounds like something <laughs> in a New York. Not person for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. You and then like Joey has tear because he's he's about to like kill Yugi, right? And Yugi's got and, his like deep Yami Yugi voice on. He's like, "You're right. Yeah. It was a good game. Yeah, you're right. What? It was a good game. But don't you know that with great age, also comes great wisdom? 
instead of a dark magician, he's now a dark sage. And then like he's dark magician's now like older, got this huge Merlin like beard. He's even stronger than before. And then he beats the thousand dragon. Great that, moment. That card exists, Dark Sage. It has to be one of the <laughs> most complicated cards to play. It's not just Time Wizard plus Dark Magician. There's more criteria oh, to it. I don't remember exactly what it is. It's one of the most complicated text cards I have ever seen. It's pretty wild. We get bored later. Give it a Google. Dark Sage. It's a card that is in the game, oddly enough. Good episode. Better episode than this one. That's probably harsh, but just make it a point here. Make going, just make going a point. Um, I do it, think it's a better episode. But anyway, this episode... Uh, yeah, this one, yeah. yeah, this one's done. Let's go to the ratings. Yeah. We're, we're Let's the ratings. Here. Okay. So, audio, audio, audio visual. Gave it a six and a half. So, this is the last episode that was done by Studio Periot, Periot, whatever it's called. And it shows... I, I So many things, random moments in this episode just bugged me with the animation because... It was just very static. Like, they were just very still to where like heads aren't moving, but mouths are moving. And that just annoyed me. And Cora's face is like more obtuse than normal. And there was nothing else that stood out in the animation. So I gave it a six and a half. Um, but I'm really glad to see that they went away. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they had a lot. This is the absolute last episode done by Studio Pero, per, whatever. <laughs> uh, Studio Mir did the rest of them. And, he, and Studio... Pero did not do beginnings part one and two. They did not do a couple other episodes. Like they were going to go with studio Pero, Perio, whatever. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, people. Uh, Parrot. I'm going to say Parrot. Studio Parrot. Studio Parrot. Yeah. Like, for the whole season and onward, but they had so many issues. Like they had to like get favors from studio Mir. Um, it's really interesting. Like studio Mir really wouldn't be where they were, where they're at now. Like they're a, a pretty great studio that, um, that a lot of people go to to get anime-like shows. Now, um, they recently did this one show that I watched, I really liked, called Dota. Do you know Dota? Dota, D-O-T-A? It's a video, based on a video game. game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with the video game. I didn't know it was okay. a... I don't really um, play MMORPGs, they just, but... Okay, they just uh, came out with an anime that came out probably like two weeks ago on Netflix. It was okay. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I, can't so Studio Mirror did that I can't even think of what it stands for, and I just know it's an MMORPG, so I've never never dabbled. But okay, what what does it stand for? I know I should know this. Did, I don't know. Probably dragons. There's a bunch of dragons Drag- in it. Dragons oh, and I really of, like of the no. Uh, that's not it. That's... All right. Well, oh, tell us sounds... what Dota stands for, and tell us we're dumb. I'm supposed to be a game guy. I should know this, but, but you should. You would like. It. There's a lot of great dragons. If there's it. dragons, like, I'm in. Sign me up. Like, I don't know what's up with Netflix, but they have this weird thing with shows with dragons. So they have the Dragon Prince, they have this, and <laughs> they're trying uh, to Dota, convince me to pay for then, their services, Chris. So like, if we put enough dragons a, on here, Sean... they have another animated show with dragons in it. I forget what it's called, but it's like they can't make up their mind on which. I feel like they're kind of eating each other up think a little fairy bit. Fairy Tales but... got some dragons, and that's on there. I think Seven Deadly Sin maybe has some dragons. Yeah. Uh, dragons all over the place. Anyway, story seven. I only like the stuff with the family, and it could have been shortened. So seven, uh, memorable. Gave it a six and a half because I don't really care for this. I I could skip this episode. Yes, I could skip this episode. So six point eight. 
Uh, and just keep in mind, 6.8 out of 10, hey, that sounds really bad, and we're bashing on it, but, like, I mean, that's that's a passing grade. Wait, what's a passing grade? It's close to a passing grade. Um, I thought I hated it more than you would hate it, uh, but I was a little softer on it, ultimately, but we were pretty close in things. Audio visuals, I like to see in the spirit world stuff. Um, I'm, I'm ignorant to a lot of animation things and whatnot a lot of the times, but I liked uh, seeing the spirit world, but nothing else really stood out, and it's very repetitive. Uh, there wasn't a lot of interesting distinctions or anything like that in music or, or art style. Uh, story six and a half. I, I'm really sad that Tenzin kind of act like a douchebag and there was some things that kind of carried on longer than they should. And I don't know. I was unenthused. And then memorable. I probably, after the fact, if I could, I would take this down a few more notches because I can't remember much about this episode other than I, I remember the B plot better uh but just because of like personal investment in varic being kind of funny to me so uh that came out to a 6.8 and again oh. I, was a little, I was a little surprised i thought that i thought for sure that i hated it more than you would but uh that, whatever <laughs> apparently it's the same 6.8 yeah we'll take it absolutely um so again i know that we're bashing on it and it's bad relative to legend of Korra, but like if you're watching through all of legend of Korra and you can skip it but it's one of those, like, I'm never going to advise people to skip it. Just whatever. Let it play. And really, it. all you got to know is that... <laughs> yeah, all you got to know is that Janora leads Gorn the Spirit World and Mako gets framed. I guess there's a big difference in my mind of, like, you know, most of these episodes, like, you have to watch and we want you to watch. But there's still a big expanse in there of, like, just harmless, kind of pointless, maybe not yeah. good... Uh, but but still very. If harmless. you're rewatching, if you're rewatching, it's a very skippable episode. Yeah, if you're trying to get through it in a hurry and you're trying to binge, yeah. you can pop. So uh, I'm gonna throw it in the harmless category, uh, personally. But um, that's book two, spirits, uh, chapter nine, the guide. Pretty minimalist, unless you like Tenzin act like a ten year old. Uh, that's about all I got. Unless the B plot is more interesting, but it's not. It's not well done. It just, to me, it's slightly more entertaining, or at least a little more happens. So, uh, but hey, there's better days ahead. I should know because I literally just typed in our ratings. Uh, so I should know. I'm pretty confident there's there's better days ahead. Come check out next week's episode. I think it gets more entertaining very quickly. Very quickly, actually. The rest of the season ramps up nicely, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Chris, final thoughts on on the guide. Or the no. pops, or the difference between seasons and sagas and arcs. Very excited for the pops. Saga's great. Episodes. <laughs> Whatever. Saga. Saga Frontier. Squaresoft. Originally, wait, I already screwed it up. I already lost it. Because it would have been Enix, Akira Toriyama, Dragon Ball Z. But it wasn't. It was Square. But it's Square Enix now, but it was Square originally. Hey, Saga Frontier's on the Switch. That's a fun game. Go play it. That's my random plug for the day. It's good stuff. Uh, okay. Hey, with that being said, we'll get out of here. We've got another more interesting episode next week that we're going to record immediately after this and then apparently watching Mortal Kombat. And so <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching Avatar The Last Podcasters. I'm Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. We are on Twitter and YouTube at last underscore podcasters and Facebook.com slash Avatar The Last Podcasters. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next time.